Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Zach went. How's went, it going? I'm good. Zach went idle just as uh, I placed the call. So we'll see if Zach went bye bye. He went bye bye. Furthering the popular theory that you and he are the same person. <laughs> That's why he doesn't talk much. <laughs> right. Uh, notice you guys never have that thing where you guys say the same thing at the same time. <laughs> that's also, that's also just years of training. Oops. Years of training, yeah. Is he on Says that? Batman. Taylor. Hey, hey, there he is. Oh my goodness, how long have you guys been trying to call? Um, I called you as you went idle, and then we discussed whether or not you were actually a puppet of mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> did, did you come to any conclusions? Not yet. It's still, uh, it's still up in the air. Oh, okay, good. I don't want, yeah. We need to shelve that discussion. Can not have anyone finding out the truth? Right. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys? How are you feeling, CJ? I'm I'm good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Baby sickness. Again. With the yeah, this time it was a 24-hour flu. Actually, I blame your students more than your baby. Your kid doesn't get much exposure to much else. Well, yeah, see, I mean, she's out in the world, you know, working she, and stuff. Like she gets a, it at daycare. Adult. It's at daycare. Oh, I see where there are other babies. That she came home sense. from daycare, and then the next day she was throwing up left and right all day long. And the day after that, I was doing all kinds of stuff all day long. Yuck. Yeah. Zach, are you, uh, did you catch that? Zach came over on Saturday. No, I did not. Oh, okay. You, you, didn't, you didn't pass me any of your cooties, thank goodness. Oh, good probably help that you sat on the other side of the table yeah yeah he was prepared yeah we'll have to ask brian if if he's caught any of it yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah we played i think uh, he would tell you he might we played uh uh, game of thrones risk on saturday oh interesting it was very good i feel like that would just be called game of thrones basically (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, that was when I saw that that was a thing that existed. Immediately, I was like, oh, they're always, play this. they're always pushing all these different versions of Game of Thrones, or of Risk, and Game of Thrones Risk is, like, is the first thing that actually lends itself to being Risk. Yeah, you've been trying to, you've been trying to get that for a while. Mm-hmm. I remember over the summer you mentioning that. Yeah. Yeah, now I have it. And it is fun. Yes. Definitely uh, recommend it for anyone that likes Risk. Excellent. We should put a, uh, a link. Ooh. All right. I'll put a link in show notes. Links. Game of Thrones Risk. There we go. Risk of Thrones? Risk of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How is your guys' um, everything? couple of weeks. Good. Good. Well, yeah. yeah. Nothing exciting for me, at least. I, uh, it's weird to, to be finished with, you know, the props responsibility, mm-hmm. as it were. How, now, how are you guys you working on the, same, on the same thing, or, like, the same play, or? Yes. Oh. Yes, indeed. I, Although I, CJ was working on multiple other ones. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I had three going on, but one of them I was working on with the same as James. Yeah, which is starring his wife. Yes, indeed. Come see it. Link. Oh, yeah? Second Timothy Theater, yeah. Thursday <laughs> through Sunday. So fun. Thursday through Sunday for the next two weeks. For the next two weeks, yes, exactly. Only one more Sunday. Only one more Sunday. We're not doing a Mother's Day show. Oh, that's right. Two. But they're doing two the Saturday before. Yeah. 
The last Saturday. The last Saturday, yeah. 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 So what are you drinking? Uh, I got some 1792 small batch Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Excellent. Excellent. I'm drinking some bourbon. Ah. ah. What kind? I'm... The uh, the bullet that I brought over to your place oh, okay. that one time. Okay. The uh, barrel strength. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm jealous. What do you got? Here, watching the nice. show, they mention bourbon a lot, and it makes me want to drink some very much. You might be okay with bourbon. I'm afeard still. Yeah. Yeah, the, <laughs> the reactions aren't good. The well, reactions are not, not uh, yeah. Not ideal. It's, it's fine, though. I'll just live vicariously. I'll just smell it and become that weird guy that's like, oh, yeah, that smells like a barrel. Like, what? Who fucking said that? <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> the 1792 is one. This was my choice for every month I'm buying a new bottle for the collection. Oh, okay. okay. And then on Saturday when Zach and Brian <laughs> came over, Brian was like, oh, I brought just, you know, some bottle of something for us to drink. And it was the exact same one that I had picked up. Hey, that's an omen. Yeah. Means you have to have twice as much. Well, I'm almost oh. done with the first bottle. He left the other one. <laughs> Ooh, almost done. Wow. Well, we did a good amount of damage to it that night. Yeah, I, I don't remember as much of that night as I should. I uh, The next day, I did not think I had the flu. I thought I was hungover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was a little bit slow to get going that next morning. Not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, nice, the exact right amount. The nice drinking. thing, James, about Risk, the Game of Thrones Risk, is they have a card that you, you know how you have all the, the territory cards? Uh-huh. And every time you take over a territory, you can get one and then turn them in for troops and stuff. Yeah. Built into the game is a card that sits in that territory card stack. And when that card is revealed, it says, you know, the All Man Must Die, Valar, Morgulos, Valar de Harris. Uh-huh. Um, the game is over. Oh! Just boom. Wherever you are, the game is over. Yeah, well, Valamagoulis. Yeah. <laughs> it's truth. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, we were playing for a few hours, but it didn't go as long as Risk can go because... Boom, oh, yeah. There's the Sometimes card. it's like, wait, it's like, oh my god. Yeah, I've never played a game less than three hours. Back when we were children, when we were, you know, 15 and playing Risk... And we weren't drinking. We would play for six hours. You were oh, drinking easy. when you were 15? No, we were not drinking. We well, were what made Risk. It's the whole point of Risk. Otherwise, it's just a war game. What the hell? Yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> well, you see, Zach, Zach was part of my crew who didn't drink who. So it was like the, the one group of people I hung out with where we weren't getting drunk and doing things like playing Risk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I knew those kids. Like, absolutely <laughs> not. We're not going to drink. Oh, yes, let's play some board games. Like, okay. Yeah. I wish that I was those kids. I hung out with them for a little bit. I usually gave them once or twice, and then I was like, no, nah, I'm going to go and drink and do drugs. So. <laughs> I just I just did it on the side. There's time, there's time for all things. Right. <laughs> Compartmentalized. <laughs> I could never do that. I could never find time for homework. Or any of the important shit in high school. Oh, I was just either. like, nah, no, nah, no, nah, do another shit. Yeah, me either. That's why I barely graduated. <laughs> oh. Hey, barely, barely counts. That's true. Yeah. 
by the end, I think I had a GPA somewhere in the threes, which was actually hey, that's it's pretty that's impressive pretty for, yeah. for how things were going there for a while. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of classes at adult school, and uh, yep, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I should have gone that route. I went the other route. Went with a GED, uh-huh. like three months to the day uh, before I could before I was eighteen. Legally, that was as soon as I could test out. I was like, you know what, bitches, I'm done. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm out. Yeah. There's too many teachers in my family. Yeah, to let that happen, or yeah. to, for you to continue, like, yeah. I was getting pushed on all on all sides because there's yeah my my mother's parents are both teachers and she's a teacher. Oh uh, yeah. My mom's a teacher now, but not when I was in high school. She was going to school to become a teacher. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's a good, as, as, as much crap as there is that goes along with it, it's a really, it's a pretty cherry gig as far as like, if you commit to it as your lifetime career. Yes, right. Then it, it starts to, after a couple of years, I'm sure pay off once you get tenure and you get summers off and shit. Exactly. But, like, I can't imagine fucking doing that now at the bottom of the totem pole, you know, not knowing whether or not I'm going to have a job next year and, like, doing all this work. Subbing, though, I could get my yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good one, too. Yeah. Well, anything I've already found, and you have this, James, with your job with the county, anything where you're working for the county, it just, I didn't realize how how good it is. Yeah, they want they want to keep you. They want to keep you there. They want to keep you happy. Yeah, even for someone like me, where I am, I am only working half time, and even then, maybe not. Right. It's like right. I still have a retirement going on, and every year they send me this form to sign that says you will have a job next year, just so you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I get a raise every year. Somehow. Well, in any job where like you can call in sick and you're not completely fucking over everyone. <laughs> like, you know, like a serving yeah. job where they're like, oh, you don't sound fucking sick, man. Come on. Yeah. We're all having a hard time. You know, like I've been in jobs like that where it's like, I yeah. call, like I call my boss and I tell her like a symptom and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You shut the fuck up. Just stay home. I don't care about you. <laughs> you know, whoa, yeah. whoa, it's fine. Yeah. You know, when I worked at Lowe's, I used to have to do this thing where I would have to go to work, clock in and then be excused for being sick because I would take sick days too often for them. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that way it didn't count as a sick day. It just wasn't a day I was paid for. Right. It's an unexcused absence, which yeah. is bullshit. Whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can have this one. The man. Yeah. You win this round, the man. That was a terrible job. I had to show up for work at 5.30. Oh, I oh. love those shifts. Done it fucking what? two. Done it two. Yeah, one thirty. Great. Five thirty to oh, two. Man, that was my then you shift. then you gotta wake up and be there. At that was the whole problem. And yeah. more often, what would happen is I wouldn't wake up. I would be up <laughs> and then go to work Still. and then go to bed yeah. at three. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, that's that was why it was the best. I did that with security. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't handle it. I just. It was killing me. Yeah. Now that I'm old, like, I don't think that I could do graveyard or, like, swing shift even. Even swing shift, like, getting off at 11 at night would fuck me up. Like, I'm, literally, my brain turns to mush at, like, 3 o'clock at my job. 2, 2.30 sometimes. I'm like, I am done thinking, right? 
like I want to continue doing my job because I'm here and I have to. But literally, like I've just like I've got a capacity where I think too much in my my, you know, you know, because normally I'm like at like if I was a computer, I'm at like, you know, pretty high speed. And then but just all of a sudden, boom, my memory gets bogged down at 230. And I'm just like, nope, I Mm. do not think well anymore. Well, so, okay, so Zach, what's your ideal time slot for having a job? So it'd probably be somewhere between 10 or getting there at 10 or 11. I mean, right now, I mean, I can't complain too much because I start at either on my early days, I start at nine and my late days, I start at, you know, one o'clock. So I can't really complain too much. Getting up at 730 to be there at nine isn't isn't too bad. But there are times where I'm like, oh, my God. I think for me, if everything without the child, because now that I have a child, I have to wake up consistently way earlier than I want to. But <laughs> I think my ideal time slot would be working that that one to one to nine thirty or whatever. Yeah, I do tend to like those quite a bit. I I prefer my late shifts. Like if my manager was to come up to me one day and said, "Oh, I'm going to take all the earlies and you're going to get all the lates," I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> like yes, okay, <laughs> yeah. Great. Oh boy, I don't have to get up at seven thirty anymore. <laughs> right, right. See, I, I'm at a point now where like I would prefer to work ten hour shifts, four ten hour shifts, and get mm, a that, three day weekend. Yeah. You know, and friend, it yeah. doesn't necessarily matter when I start. Well, it does because there's a too late. Like earlier is better now, which used to not be the case. I used to not be a morning person. I'm still not a fucking morning person, but I crash. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a weird side effect. Our friend Brian does that with his whatever crazy engineering job. He has the option, I think, still with this company to do four tens instead of five eights. I know with this other one, he hundred percent did. I'm not hundred percent sure on this one. Yeah, it seems like with engineering, it kind of they kind of don't care in general. Show up to the meeting. Well, yeah, I mean, as long as you do your shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it seems like that's the job specifically that you want to function when you're best at your functionality. Yeah, when you're. Operating at your most. Yeah, he's on. Is it? Is he still? Is he still in materials engineering, Zach? Oh, I, I'm sure he's told me, but I don't remember. <laughs> he has some crazy weird degree. I know it was specifically materials. I before because it was like I know he likes the new one. He was, he was making before. He was like making carbon fibers that were a millimeter wide that could be used to make suspension bridges. Oh, cool. Stuff like that. Yeah, he's done a lot of cool stuff before, yeah. And it has to be some sort of lateral move. But, man, yeah, anyway. I, yeah, I think he, I think it was a lot better, yeah. There's a... That's a whole world that I'll never fully understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those where, like, I remember there was a kid in school. Oh, um... It's a kid in school who's now a uh, NFL player. Doug Martin. I don't know if anyone knows about Oh, him. yeah, yeah. He, I, we went to, oh yeah, Zach, we went to school with him mm-hmm. and he had no idea what his dad did for a living. And we would ask him all the time, like, come on, you have to know what your dad does. And he's like, no, I have no idea. And then he'd ask his mom and she'd give him his job title and he'd be like, I still don't know what my dad does for a living. And I, <laughs> what is this thing? <laughs> yeah. So like, there's some areas of, of jobs where I'm like, I have no, yeah, I will never really understand what my friend Brian does. Like, even if it's explained to you, yeah. you're just not going to get it. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like, short, short of, like, going there and watching him do whatever it is he does, I... Yeah. 
You guys remember the movie <laughs> Office Space? Yes. Just to, what? What would you say you do here? <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite things. He's panicking. He's like, uh huh. Uh-huh. But but what is it? Would you say that you do? I'm here? a people person. I'm good with people. Yeah. <laughs> you physically take the documents from the. No, no, no. I don't. <laughs> ah, I love that. I love that movie. Yeah, and that's when where he wants to just go do something that makes sense to him. He wants to go be a construction worker. Yeah, because what he, well, does he doesn't want to. He, yeah, he he ends up doing that and ends up being much happier. He wants to do nothing. That's right. He wants to do nothing because <laughs> the the hypnotist has a heart attack in the middle of relaxing him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You ever seen this, Zach? No. <laughs> oh, he's a, it's spoilers uh, for a movie from twenty points. years ago. But he um, so it's this guy. He hates <laughs> oh his my god! Job. I can't believe you spoil it for me. <laughs> <laughs> He hates his office job. He ends up going to a hypnotist for some reason, and the hypnotist has a heart attack and dies in the middle of his session, so he's never brought totally out of his trance. And so then he just kind of doesn't care about things, and he starts stealing from the company. It's a very sort of he, yeah. They they devise a plot like in Superman three to round off the nearest cent, and like fractions of a cent go into the savings account, but it backfires and oh all my goes God. It at is the same time three. They even reference the fact that they did it in Superman 3. One of the guys is like, why does it sound familiar? And he's like, eh, they did it in Superman 3. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in a lot of years. Yeah. There's one. There's there's a small amount, of, probably like under 10 movies, where when I was 12 or so, for my birthday or Christmas or something, I was given, remember those portable DVD players that looked like little laptops? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I was that given was one, one of those and like a small amount of DVDs, and so those movies that I got with that I know super well because I watched them and watched them and watched them and then watched them with commentary and watched all the extras and yeah, like Office Space, Young Frankenstein, Blues Brothers, Mash. Oh, dude! Yeah, that would have been a great time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Office Space though. I had a friend in high school who had an Office Space themed birthday party. <laughs> yeah, and her, her. Did you have like swing line staplers and shit? That was everyone got to take a red swing line stapler home as part of their like gift bag. That's fantastic. Her cake was the fax machine, but then with like a wiffle ball bat put through it. Okay, cool. And I hope only what? I hope not everybody got a piece. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember at all. And then you had to like come as your favorite character and so the girl herself was dressed as jennifer aniston okay i'm sure i was steven root <laughs> i had to have been <laughs> probably it's he, my favorite yeah. characters is one of the highlights yeah milton what what type of character <laughs> is this that you were dressed up as i mean everyone basically is just an office attire oh okay milton was he, he was the short sleeve shirt variety with the still with the tie, that's always a bad look. But um, and glasses, yeah, the classic Poindexter glasses yeah. with tape on them. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he was this really soft-spoken guy who had a lot of issues, and so he's like, yeah, I told them if they ever come take my stapler, then they they die because everyone switched to the Boston staplers, and I I like my swing line stapler because it doesn't bind up as much, and if they take my stapler, then I'm going to burn the building down. And, yeah, yeah, essentially. They they just keep shitting on him, yeah. and they find out that he has not actually been 
like they were supposed to fire him like six years ago, so they just like <sighs> take him off payroll. Yeah. Instead of like having a confrontation and telling him that he's fired, they just oh like, my god, no, no, the problem fixed itself. We just took him off payroll. We and just they, stopped paying yeah. him. Yeah, they stopped paying him and move him into the basement with no lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he follows through and he burns the building down. It's fantastic. We've just told you the entire plot of Office Space. There's so much more. There's so much going on. There's more. It's it's really it's really a good watch. If you haven't seen it, it's worth it. And there's a guy named yeah, Michael uh, Bolton who hates that his name is Michael Bolton. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Call me Mike Bolton and then they fucking they and then they flip on, on him. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or his neighbor, fucking Diedrich Bader. Hey, uh, Patrick, breast exam, channel nine. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Mike. Yeah. yeah. Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good movie. Office space. So that actor, the one who, who started this discussion, I can't remember his name, but he's kind of a pudgy older actor, always has a mustache usually. Reminds me of a pug dog. You're saying Stephen Root? No, no, no. No, the other one. The one who in Office Space uh, like breaks his like body, gets thrown into a like gets in a car accident and develops this this jump to conclusions mat, you know. Oh, that's about. a the totally one who was, like, different what, guy. What do you yes. do here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it that you do here? And he's like, ah, you know, the people person. I can never remember his name, but he's he's a really, really good fucking actor. Yes, he is. He's really unassuming, and he's been in everything that you can think of. I'm going to find him. Yeah. Uh, Tom? Yeah, Richard. Richard Reilly. Okay, yeah, Richard Reilly. Uh, there should be a movie on his IMDb page called The Man from Earth. Yep, that's his first one. That was his first movie? Well, no, that's what that's the first in the list of known for. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It was a trippy, trippy movie. I'm not going to spoil too much of it because, you know, I highly recommend watching it. Uh, but basically, it's about a man who uh, has, like, from, from early man, from early, like, like um, Neanderthals, sort of like the early homo sapiens, but he has a gene where he doesn't die from aging. He just sort of fucking lives. Hmm. So he's like this hmm. like immortal sort of dude. Right. Okay. And every, every like 10 to 15 years, he has to like reinvent himself. So he has to like prevent that he's dead and like go through because otherwise people catch on, yeah. you know, the Salem witch trials and shit. So it's really, really well done. It's, it's, you know, really minimal. Like it's just a bunch of d- people sitting in a room, um, but it's it's really well that guy that Richard Reedley dude like it, you know it's, it's a standout performance on his like you you watch there's this moment where he just breaks and you see it on his face like it crumbles him as a man and it's just like it stayed with me you know it's it's mm. fantastic yeah I'm gonna have to check that out that's a that's a good that's a good plot device mm-hmm. that sort of thing there's um there is this BBC show called Being Human. Oh, I love it! Well, I've heard about that, school, but I haven't but the seen British it yet. Is, yeah, British one is fun. Yeah, it, and that was very good. Where it was a vampire and a werewolf have like teamed and up a, to sort of well, they first the vampire and werewolf team up to sort of like get through life in a human world, and then they move into this house where there's a ghost, and now they're all friends. <laughs> and, but the vampire has had to do that throughout his life, just like become a person and like go through his life and then go, okay, like, well, because he's a vampire things that would kill him. He can pretend to, they have killed him and then get up and reinvent himself as a new person. Right. Yeah. Right. I love that in, um, the, uh, Anne Rice books too. It's not quite the same thing. Like, cause I read Lestat 
first and then Interview with the Vampire. And I, I read Queen of the Damned, but it's been a long time. Yeah, um, Queen but, of the Damned is so good. Yeah, right? The movie was meh. Well, for the what time, was, for the time, the movie was great because Korn was actually like a big deal. Oh, yeah. And so was Aaliyah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Stuart Townsend. I wish they did more, though. I wish they, because, like, in the book, like, you know, he became, like, this, like, I don't know. It was cooler. I, I liked, I, in the book, I liked his stance much better, his viewpoint on, like, yeah, you know, we're fucking, these are bastards. Like, they don't deserve it anymore. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Interesting. You ever get into those, Zach, all those, all those Lestat movies and books? No, I, I'm not very familiar with it at all, to be honest. That. It was one of those things where it's a series of books that all has this has a storyline that follows along with itself. But then each time it was made into a movie, it was done with a totally different cast and director and vision and everything. So unless you know, you don't actually know. You're just like, oh, it's another movie about a vampire named Lestat, huh? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. I'm now that I pulled it up. I'm recognizing um, some of it. Yeah. yeah. But I never really knew it was all one type of. You know, like uh, never, definitely never read any any novels um, by regarding this. But um, looking at it, I, I've seen a, a couple of the movies that are related. It looks like Interview with the Vampires. I think the most famous probably because it has probably, Tom Cruise and yeah. Brad Pitt. Yeah, and what's her name? They never made a vampire list stat, but they should. Is they not? Let's see. Kirsten Dunst is her name. That's her name. Kirsten. Kirsten Dunst. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, they kind of come... In the movie Interview with the Vampire, they kind of combine some of the events that happen in Vampire Lestat mm. and Interview with the Vampire. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, they never made, unfortunately. And, it like, it sucks because, like, that was the best of the books as far as I'm concerned. Interview with the like, vampire. That's the one. The Lestat, no, Lestat. The vamp- yeah, the vampire Lestat, the one that like shows like how he became a vampire and like how he lived before, like when he was like Lestat, the wolf killer. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just like some prince, like in fucking Romania or France or something, and he lived in like this rural thing, and there was this wolf that was fucking terrorizing his thing, and so he was like, "Fucking this wolf is killing my people. I got to go out and fucking do it." And he like like kills this wolf, this giant wolf by himself before he's a vampire, <laughs> but then like he like gets this sort of lackluster feel about life. And he's like, man, like this is sort of like, everything is whatever. Like I fucked all the chicks that I'm going to fuck and I've eaten all the things I'm going to eat. Like this is my, and then he meets this guy named Marius and Marius is like, I can show you some shit, bro. And (laughs) 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 yeah. And then he turns him into a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of goes to that, that kind of thing happens. They, they do a similar thing in uh, being human. Much further yeah. on in the series, when they introduced this whole the whole vampire, I'll have to go back and watch Being Human sometime if I can ever find it. It's on uh, if you have Roku, it's on the BBC. You have Apple TV, but they probably have a BBC channel. I have Fire TV, so they, I ah. should get BBC. Yeah, because yeah. there's another BBC show I really want to watch called My Hero that I used to watch all the time. And what's it about? It's about. So there's an Irish comedian named Ardell O'Hanlon. Okay. He plays uh, a superhero named Thermoman. It's all very silly and funny. And so my hero is Thermoman is married to this woman from Earth. And because he's he's an alien, 
he's like a Superman sort of sort of deal. So because he's an alien, he doesn't quite understand anything about Earth. His wife loves him, and they get along great. But everyone around them thinks he's an idiot and pretty stupid, and just a weirdo. And so he's it's like him trying to fit in as a human, but also trying to rush off and be Thermal Man and save the save the Earth. This is fantastic. Is this from the nineties? Huh. Yeah. Okay. Late nineties, early two thousands. Okay. All right. It's, it's so good, and I haven't watched it in ten years. I'm super into this. I still think about what, it all the time. What's the name of it again? My Hero. My Hero. Do you guys, you're probably too young. Do you remember a show called Out of This World? It sounds familiar. And since this is an IMDb episode, let's see. Out of yeah. This World. <laughs> 1987? It's an American sitcom. Yeah, 1987 to what, 92? Uh, Go for five years? Or not even make it to five years. 90, 91. Right? 91. Yeah, there it is. Uh, so it follows the story of Evie, who is half alien, half uh, human, and her dad is Troy, voiced by Burt Reynolds, but it's said voiced by Troy, who was the alien, and it was he talked <laughs> to her through a crystal box, and she had power. She could freeze time by putting her fingers together, and then she could, uh, you know, have time go again by putting her palms together. And what was the other power she had? Uh, was pause that and unpause time. Yeah. Gleep objects into existence. Oh, yeah. Transport herself from one place to another. Ah, yeah. And then later there was Alex Mack, which you guys are also probably too young for. I remember Alex Mack. I do. She turned herself into Mercury to get under doors. She did, yeah. And then she also could move stuff with her mind, right, telekinesis? I think so. I mostly remember the Mercury, but yes. Me too. Me too. It's a very good visual. The um, first time they showed us Mercury in science class, I was like, oh, that's, that's like the Alex secret Mac. world of Alex Mack. Yeah, yeah, okay. She's in all these thermometers. What? <laughs> yeah. She's drenched in some weird chemical. Hmm. That's how they describe how she becomes Alex Mack. Back then, before, like, everybody <laughs> knew science, so, like, they yeah. needed to come up with some sort of explanation, like, oh, this chemical made it <laughs> <laughs> so you're invisible now. She was also able to zap people and objects with small electrical charges. Yeah, that's right. And, and it always messed up her friend's hair. Yeah, that's right. Alex Mack. Man, we're in a real IMDb episode. Yeah. She was in 10 Things I Hate About You and Babysitter's Club. Yeah, and Third Rock from the Sun. And Third Rock from the Sun. That's fourth after Alex Mack. Yeah. What is her name? Alyssa. Larissa. No. Larissa. Olenek. Damn it. Your close. recall is so phenomenal. Seriously. Zach and I are always like Googling things on our computers and trying to I keep know. up with you. And you're always like, oh, yeah, it's probably this person. And you're like, oh, it's, let me so, make a selective slight. recall, though. Let's make a slight well, correction. And yes, then you're absolutely correct. I mean, hell, I'm like. I can watch a TV show and then the two days later not know who any of the actors are. So <laughs> the wait, fact that you're wait. here. What is her character's name on Third Rock? I bet it's Alyssa. I think it is. It, yeah, yeah. It's Alyssa Strudwick. <laughs> yeah. Ryder Strong. Oh, that dude. Cabin in the Woods. Was in... Oh, apparently her big break was when she, she played young Gosette in Les Mis and her co-star was Ryder Strong. Dude, as Gavrash? As Gavrash. Right the fuck on. I would have loved to see that. Huh. 
Brighter's drawing. He's a dude that like looks the same. Yeah, like I just looked up his page. To like thirty. Yeah, he's you know <laughs> to this minus day. the little pubic beard. Yeah, he still has kind of a pubic beard. Yeah, I, yeah, I, but even then, minus that, like he, yeah. you know, it's just like, dude, like, whatever, fine, fuck you. <laughs> Zach Redstrong is Sean on on Boy Meets World. Sean Hunter, did you yeah. watch Boy Meets World? Zach? Oh, I. Oh, sorry, I wasn't sure who you were asking. No, I actually did not. Oh. I think I was the only um, person in my class. The only white kid of your age who didn't watch it? Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I just, uh, you know, never got into it. No, that's fine. You don't have to do it. (laughs) Apparently he's he's on Girl Meets World, just like all the time. Yeah. Would make sense. Does he have a kid too, right, on the show? And then they both Mm. have kids now together or no? I watched the pilot episode of Girl Meets World because I loved Boy Meets World, and then it was just, it was too Disney today. Right. And I just was like, I'm, that's fine. I'll just let other people watch this. It's weird, like, as a kid, you ate that shit up, but now as an adult, you're like, ah, I need a kid to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, not doing it the same way. Well, in the live studio audience, just, I hate it. I hate that. Is it really a live audience or is it a laugh track? Either way. The other way, yeah. I can't do yeah. it. Either way. Yeah, Be a funny agreed. show. Don't don't. We, we have moved me. past that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is Topanga on it, though? Yes. All right. That's worth watching. Danielle uh, Fischel. Fischel? Yep. Fischel. How do you pronounce it? Fischel. Fischel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ben Savage is on it every episode. I bet. Good, because, like, what else was he fucking doing? Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> I think he I think he moved into, like, his brother's arena, and he does a lot of producing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Voice stuff. Yeah. Because Zach Ben Savage, who's the Corey on Boy Meets World, the main character, he's okay. the younger brother? Older brother? Younger, younger. Younger brother of the kid from uh, the, that 50, the Wonder Years. Fred no, Savage, yeah. Fred Savage. <laughs> no idea oh. what the Wonders uses either. Oh, that's What fun. about uh, Real Monsters? <laughs> Princess Bride? Yeah. Either that or... George Princess Bride? Austin Powers 3. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Man Who Shagged Me? No. Uh, was it GoldenEye? Golden Member? He plays the one with guacamole. He's got a big mole on his <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's oh, right. Uh, oh my god. The third one or whatever, yeah. Oh, uh, Ben Savage was on The Wonder Years for one episode. Really? Yeah. As an, uh, a school kid? I think so. In 1990, he was Curtis Hartzell. Let's see, how old is he? So he was 10. Man, I wish I had a famous brother. Right. Hey, get me <laughs> on the show real quick. Fred Savage <laughs> is so famous, he was on Seinfeld as himself. Yeah. Yeah, he's oh. like I feel like he's done more stuff as himself than as other people. He, dude, okay, vice versa. You haven't seen him hit him and Judge Reinhold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen dude, it. So that he play it's the the original Freaky Friday, right? Like he Judge Reinhold is his like stuck up dad. Uh, Fred Savage is stuck up dad, and uh, they, they somehow touch like a an old shamanic device, and it swaps their bodies. Mm. <laughs> 
you know, mm. back in the 80s when that was a new concept. Yeah. And it was used a lot. It was. It was beat to death. Ooh. Fred Savage looks the same. He does. He's another dude. Him and Ryder Strong. Ben Savage looks a little elongated somehow, but still also kind of the same. Well, even from season one of Boy Meets World to season 38 or whatever when they stopped, he was a totally different looking guy. (laughs) Yeah. Because, Zach, the show went from him in sixth grade to him in, like, his senior year of college. Oh, my God. And he watched every grade. And it followed, oh, really? you know, yeah. yeah. And everybody, yeah. A lot of the diehard fans like grew up with fucking Corey Matthews. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And then dealt towards the end, like it dealt with some real shit. It actually you know, did some real issues, some fucking teen pregnancy and STDs. You know, not really STDs. But I remember like, an eating disorder. Uh, yeah. Substance abuse. Even in right, college, yeah. not even like uh-huh. like the silly uh, right. Save for Eric stuff. You know, yeah, Eric, yeah, they, they had some real fucking, you know, and, and like, like f- parent abandonment, you know, oh, and yeah. parent death. Tons like, they that. dealt with some real heavy shit for the Disney Channel. Yeah. You know, a lot Jeez. of the episodes yeah, left seriously. you just kind of going like, huh, well, all right. Well, it was ABC. <laughs> it wasn't Disney Channel. It was ABC. Oh, uh, fair, fair enough. Oh, okay. I, it was for some reason, of, I always thought it was always Disney, too. It, well, Disney played lots and lots of reruns and probably still does. But Syndication. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it was originally a TGIF. I'm not even going to look that up. I'm just going to stay solid yeah, and say... I, you know, no, it was, it was TGIF. Be and confident. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. With uh, <laughs> I, I, step. I so Jenny is a weird savant sort of for like theme songs for sitcoms from, from specifically that era. Like, I could say one line from any theme song from any show, and she's like, oh, it's that's this show, and then she'll sing the rest of it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Specifically Golden Girls. That was her jam. That was her favorite one. Like, I, I won't even have to sing the words from Golden Girls, and I'll just say them, and she'll fucking pick it up and sing it. I only remember that from a, from an episode of The O.C. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you any of the words to the Golden Girls right? theme yeah. song. Yeah, me either. Jenny could. <laughs> See, the Golden Girls falls into this this cultural phenomenon that's happened lately. Um, that that I, not everyone buys. So I'm just going to tell you guys, and maybe you'll got you guys will buy it. So I think that since information and technology moves so fast these days, there's no time to have a counterculture. Okay. So, so you have Occupy Wall Street, and then 12 hours later. On Cafe Press, you can buy We Are the 99% t-shirts for $20. Sure. So we don't have time to actually have a counterculture and rage against the actual culture. So in that way, we've all um, jumped into irony and enjoying things ironically. And so whether or not you actually like something, you can have in the – like as as your little – Ace in the hole is that you liked something ironically. So if you're a huge Golden Girls fan, but then it turns out that Rue McClanahan was secretly a Nazi who was gassing Jews in her basement, you could be like, right. "Oh well, I only ever liked the Golden Girls ironically." Yes. <laughs> so irony is the new counterculture for that reason. You take things that are specifically bad, not necessarily bad, but outdated, and it's the new cop out. Yeah, but things like the Golden Girls and Boy Meets World and stuff like that are things that people enjoyed in a very real way 
when they were new and enjoying them now could either be construed as irony or as just looking at things through, um, uh, what, what do I call those glasses that you put on? Nostalgic glasses. Ro- yeah. yeah. Nostalgic glasses. Yeah. Because, and that, that's the thing. A lot of them don't hold up. Yeah. You know, a lot of the humor is real specific to the time era that it was in, you know, Listen, not, Golden Girls is yeah. a very good example. I'm not going to be able to show my daughter any episode of Golden Girls and have her enjoy it. That's not going to happen. No, she it's, won't no understand she's going to be anything. sitting through. Yes, none of the references still hold up. I'll have to explain you know? every other joke to her. And... <laughs> Even Friends is like that. Yeah. Friends is really, really like time era specific. Yeah. You know, I would say The Office kind of starts to go away from that. Parks and Rec. You, you know, I, I would say it's time. But even then, I might change my tune in 20 years. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You know, it, it's all still fairly relevant and fairly current. So it's like, oh, okay, that's fine. But we, like, yeah, yeah, you know. We are in Office and Parks and Rec's house. So I think that Holly will grow up enough watching those shows that right. it'll just be part of who she is. But maybe not. You know, we'll see. Well, that's an interesting side effect, too that I have, have just sort of thought about, like when we were kids, we didn't really get to select so much what mm-hmm. we watched. It was just whatever was on TV. You were subject to it. Like the, the ad execs decided what we watched and, and what our programming was, you know, like now, like you have a choice in it. Right. So yeah. I don't know. Like, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But we did have Nick at night in TV land. And for that reason, like when I was growing up, I watched a lot of Mary Tyler Moore, Dick Van Dyke show, and Bob oh Newhart sure, show. the Monsters, yeah, 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 Bewitched, yeah, absolutely. So that even for me, even though it's not actually, even though I wasn't there when it happened, that's still a part of growing up for me is watching these shows from the '60s and '70s. Right, right. But a lot of those, I would say, are even still timeless. Yeah, you know, I'd agree. Like I would, I I still watch the Monsters and fucking uh, Bewitched and and I Dream of Genie. Like, absolutely. You know, it's in fact, it, they're on uh, Roku now, which is, it's amazing. We were just watching I Dream of Genie the other day. Hmm. See, I, I, I have the full DVD set of MASH, but not my DVD player. But MASH has been supposed to be on Hulu for, since last summer. And it's still not? It still isn't. I understand that these things are complicated, and there's a lot of episodes to put on there and stuff like that. But, I don't know, so MASH for me is super timeless. The references are not because they're making they're, the references were outdated for the seventies, <laughs> but they're not a part of it. But like, there's a, a lot of the, the the stories they tell and stuff were super. I mean, to this day, like Klinger being uh, um, what's the proper term for what Klinger was? Transvestite. Yeah, I go with transvestite or crossdresser or whatever. But Klinger being a transvestite is super. It still is the thing where like. All the people who know him are like, oh, yeah, it's just Klinger. He's just a guy. And then all the people who don't are like, oh, my God, what a, you know, he's a deviant. He's a sexual deviant. And that's a lesson that is still going on. If someone were to just show up wearing a dress and, like, didn't shave their legs or anything, just, like, hairy legs and in a nice dress with some pumps, be like, oh, he's breaking all societal norms. He's a sexual deviant. Where other people would go, no, he's just, you know, just do what makes him happy. Right, but you're not committing all the way. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's what, now, see here, this is a thing that you guys may not have experienced yet. Now, working at a high school, I see it. There are kids who, they don't go all the way. In that, they're like, there's like, it's, I know of about four or five boys at the school where I work who, I don't know if they're gay, that doesn't really enter into it, but they're not trans, and they're not incredibly flamboyant, but sometimes they're like, you know what, I want to feel pretty, and so they come to school wearing just regular stuff, but also like high heels and maybe some blush. Really? Yeah. And that's it. Huh. They're, not, they're not going all the way. They're not like trying to be a gal. They're just going... Gender to, fluid. They're gender fluid. And it's super, like everyone's fine with it. It's very, very interesting. Hmm. And then there's this one kid in the musical that's going on right now who is trans. So he has opted to go for a name that's not his given name. But we had this whole thing because we're Sarda eligible with the show. He's playing the lead and Sarda would only accept like his given name, his legal name. And so they were like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. They wouldn't accept your girl name that you have, have taken for yourself. And they would only accept your legal name. And he was like, Oh yeah. I don't care. That's fine. It's like, oh, that's awesome. That's one that, like, yeah. I, I don't understand the use of the word they. I get he or she. I yeah. completely get that. Right? But, like, the, the ones who are like, don't call me any, don't refer to me as any, I'm just like, I don't understand. Like, they, to me, means more than one. Yeah, we're just not built for that. Well, they they is more than one, or I don't know. Right, sure, sure. I have no I mean, idea I, who I, the I person delivering my newspaper is, so I can refer to them as they. Right, and that's fine, you know. Um, they usually, to me, confers, like, opposition. Sure. Like, they are not on my team, right? They are the, the other people. Yeah. No, it's weird, and we're just, it's just, we're not, we don't have the tools to work in this. So it's our job to just kind of go, all right, just uh, <laughs> let me know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and, here. I, and if any of our listeners, yeah. terribly sorry if I've offended, please, you know, call in and just help me understand how they works. I get it the other ways. I think Ooh. that I get it, but like, whoa, she, <laughs> even Gwen doesn't get it. She seconds it. I think like that was Zach's dog. No, that was that was that was uh, my brother's dog, Abby. Yeah, she ah. must have uh, heard something. She decided she hated. Yeah, she's running up and down the whole barking. Excellent. And now <laughs> yeah, you know so. that there's something there. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's still going. Sorry oh. to anyone that can hear her. No, it's just the one. I think so. Kitchen knives. Kitchen knives. Yes. So I've, I've been doing some research about kitchen knives, right, uh, on the subreddit Buy It For Life, specifically, and knives, you know, and chef knives, right? So um, the – and I, I heard on America's Test Kitchen a while ago uh, a review of a knife called uh, the, the Victoric, Victorinox knives, which are the, the Swiss Army knife brand of chef knife, right? And basically the, the general – consensus is this knife doesn't have any business being as good as it is for as cheap as it is right so it's a you know it's it's fairly you know it's low end for some of these knives some of these knives are like three or four hundred dollars a piece and it's like what like you're getting like damascus steel and like hand hammered fucking you know nonsense right but so these knives are like 40 50 bucks per these victorinox knives right 
Okay. So um, I I was like, I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to get myself, you know, one of these. So I, I get it. You know, it's nice and it's cool. It's it's you know not necessarily much different than the the cheap knives that I had, you know. And then I happened to glance at the brand name of these these cheap knives that I've had since my wedding. These were a wedding present, and it is Henkel, H E N C K E L, which are actually one of the high end <laughs> knives. Like like really, is, you know, yeah. It's it's a like people highly recommend getting a Henkel. Like, the, you know, this is a, a grail knife for a lot of folks. And I just felt like a complete shit because I've had these <laughs> knives for years and had no clue. And I feel bad because I didn't write a thank you note to whoever in my family got them oh. for me. And I, and I feel like a motherfucker for that. Did you so write- if you're listening, family, I, I thank you very much. Very, very much. Did you write <laughs> any thank you notes? Did you guys just not do that? So she did to her side. Oh. <laughs> And I was supposed to to my side. I just did not. Yeah. I'm a bastard. So That's how ki- it goes, though. For kitchen knives, I am married to a former Cutco salesman. Excellent. Cutco's actually a pretty good knife. Ours really need sharpening. Uh, but otherwise, yeah. yes, they are very good. And I mostly don't know what they're specifically supposed to be used for. So I just kind of grab whatever. And then when I'm corrected, I adjust. <laughs> What I do. A knife cuts. It's fine. That's all you need. That yeah. That's that's right. my view on it. Apparently, they're they're all for specific things. But something I really want to yeah. do in my <laughs> life is to make, um, French. How do you call it? Like a French cut lamb chop. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Okay. I do know what you're talking about. The specific thing where you get all of the meat off the bone, so you have these big long bare bones sticking up out of the lamb chop. And, and you tie it down, yeah. And you tie it down, and I our knives aren't sharp enough for me to do that right now. And also, that is one of the most expensive cuts of meat to ever get. I don't oh know. yeah, the I, only that way that anywhere. I would really do that. I mean, you can spend you know sixty bucks on a rack of lamb chops, sure. Yeah. Or you can spend one hundred and fifty bucks on a side of lamb mm. and share it with somebody, right? Mm. Go and have some lamb with somebody, and they they prepare it for you already like that. I found at uh, S-Mart, they have some very, very good uh, pork beef racks for very cheap. Oh, interesting. I did some of those with a dry rub. Yeah, now you're talking. It's good. It's really good. Because I'm I'm working on things that are, you know, because that's that's like a low-calorie solution to cooking some pork. You're not adding anything but spices. Right. I don't think I'm ever going back. I think I'm going dry rub all the way. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. If you buy a better cut of meat, you don't need to season it as much. It's true. Ground beef needs a lot of help. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it do. But that's what happens when you eat horse. Yeah. <laughs> Which is technically illegal in this state. Right. But only in certain amounts, in certain quantities, right? Yeah. Rat is also technically illegal right. in certain in percentages. certain quali- quantities. Rat poop, certain quantities. Yeah. Less rather than rat meat. Right. <laughs> rat yeah. meat is, yeah. is less allowed than rat poop, I think, or vice versa. I think you're right. Do you guys hear about like what goes on with the cheap dog food? No. No. So the, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> one of the major reasons not to buy the cheapest dog food on the shelf 
is that it's made by doing things like taking literally the shrink-wrapped styrofoam containers that have meat in it from the store uh-huh. that has gone bad uh-huh. and putting it through Shopping a grinder. Uh-huh. 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 Oh, my uh-huh. God. Uh-huh. And then calling it dog food. Mm-hmm. And then wondering why your dog has diarrhea. I, uh, I feel like they do that with human food, too. They just call it hot dogs. <laughs> There's probably a lot to that. We, we've been going to the ports games, and, uh, man, none of the... I even went, and I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to go over to this cart and buy, like, the premium sausage from the guy that reminds me of James Key's dad with the <laughs> peppers and onions, and I'm going to have this, and maybe it'll not taste like garbage. And I was wrong. It still tasted like garbage, even though I spent five more dollars on it. Yeah. Even Costco dogs, which are like the best hot dogs, are just like, yeah. yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of hot dogs at all. Lockford sausage. So you're, you're preaching to the choir for me. <laughs> Lockford sausages. Well, yes, Lockford sausages. Yeah, the the luau them. dog, the Maui luau dog is mm-hmm. amazing. I uh, used to house it for my grandparents back when they went out of town. And uh, they live in Lockford. And I would have people over to their house, and we would have Lockford sausage parties, where I would just yes. get pounds and pounds of Lockford sausage with, like, five people and make whatever, like, five to six sausages per person. Different oh, yeah, kinds and then and stuff. everyone leaves with a food baby. Oh, yeah, you got a food baby. You got the meat sweats halfway through your plate. <laughs> meat sweats. You ever gotten the meat sweats? Oh, yeah. You earn the meat sweats. <laughs> meat sweats there don't just a, happen. There was a Geico commercial with Flo. Uh, or no, that's Progressive. Progressive. Where she's playing all the different members of her family, and she's playing her old-ass bald dad. And uh, he, he just all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I got the meat sweats. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. People don't understand the was, meat sweats who have never gotten it. No, that was the first time I heard that phrase, but immediately I knew what it was. Yep. <laughs> you ever got the meat sweats, Zach? You know, I I might have. I probably did when I was a little bit younger, but when, not anytime recently. If you ever have a meal that's just all all meat, usually beef or pork, there's a point while you're eating, you may not be full yet, but you start sweating. Yeah. <laughs> You start making noises. Because your body's working so hard to break down all of the proteins that you're putting into it. (laughs) So it's like getting a little bit of exercise while you Yeah, you get warm. Yeah. (laughs) Meat sweats. Meat sweats. (laughs) That's the name of this episode, meat sweats. Oh, man. I might have to replace it with from So Kitchen Knives. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's in knives to meat sweats yeah alright I add that to show notes getting the meat sweats our show notes never make any sense I don't know why I spend so much time on them I don't even read the yeah, show notes right. on the podcasts that I listen to all the time <laughs> the links it are more important than anything else it does exactly links are more important I haven't put out an episode in <clears throat> a while it's okay because we don't actually say what date it is when we talk, so no one will know. That's true. Yeah, but this one's like going to go out with the dead man's cell phone show dates and like how to get a ticket. People are going to go <laughs> on and go like, oh, it closed two months ago. <laughs> no one will ever know. They'll call the theater and be like, yes, I was told to come and see this show. Hello? Hello? 
Exactly. Hello. Oh, I'm so glad I'm finally, today was the day where I'm finally in a good place for the shows. Oh, so yeah. dead man's cell phone. Um, so I had this weekend, Zach, Friday and Saturday, I had three shows on stage. Oh my God. Two, yeah. <laughs> two set designs, one half set design. And I had to be there because that was for worky work. Jeez. So then yesterday, one of them closed the Shakespeare show at showbiz closed. And I showed up all fluey thinking I was just sad. I, I, I thought I was hung over and sad and that's why I was throwing up. And so I showed up for strike and I kept throwing up and then I got a text from my wife that she was now throwing up and I was like, Oh, well that's everyone in the house now. So yeah. I'm sick. <laughs> I need to go home. Yeah. <laughs> this is not something I need and to And sorry, work all of you actors. Yeah. So I left, and I haven't gone back to check, but they tell me everything looked great. So anyway, that Good. closed yesterday. Then this coming weekend, uh, the high school show will close. And then the final weekend, the show at SCT will close, the next weekend after that. But as of today, I'm finally not in a place where I have to actively do anything for the shows. They just yeah. are. Thank God. They just are. And how many do you have coming up after that? That's it. Oh. I, I limit myself to one show at SCT and one show at Showbiz per year. And they just happen to line up in the exact same time that I didn't realize until it was too late. The two I, I am thoroughly looking forward to my five weeks off. <laughs> We're signed up to do hair. And then uh, after that, I think I'm going to even take a year off from both. It's kind of worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might need to. Maybe I'll start doing shows at fucking Lincoln High. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to have you. Start auditioning. Yeah, because they're trying yeah. to get me to build the sets, and I can't. I like, ugh. like, oh, you could do the sets, and I'm like, well, that's not my job. Like, I could be nice and say, sure, <laughs> I'll do the set, but my job is not to build the set for you. There's a right. stagecraft class. Pay me for that? Exactly. Or no. Right. If you're gonna pay me, that's a different story. I'll build your set because I built it last year. Because they were in a pickle. And then this year, I just said, kept saying, I can't, I can't. I have two other shows that I'm building. I cannot build it. <laughs> and then... And they heard, oh, he'll build it. Well, they <laughs> mostly had other people build it, but I had to do a lot still. Because the stagecraft teacher doesn't know anything about stagecraft. And so I was like, there was this one thing where like he had all the pieces. All he needed to do was hang them. So I drew him out all these diagrams about how to do it, and I gave it to him, and I gave him a detailed thing. And then, like, two weeks later, he was like, hey, I don't feel comfortable doing it. Can you just do it? It's like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> all right, I guess I'll do that. I bet he does that with the dishwasher at home. I bet he does. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel comfortable. Can you please do this? He yeah. needs an adult all the time. Yeah, he needs to not have his job. And this man is teaching your children. Yeah. Yeah. He was there, Zach, while you were there, but I don't think you were anywhere near the, that department. No. No, text me his name when you get a chance. Yeah, oh, I can do it now. <laughs> um, he's super, he's a very cool guy. I really like this guy as a person. I just hate him as his job. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really hate him as his job. Um, That's, yeah, I definitely know that feeling. <laughs> what's one thing that theater has taught me is that like 
I'm not necessarily afraid to put my name on something. And I'm also not necessarily afraid to fucking try something. The worst thing that happens is it breaks and somebody who really knows what they're doing comes and fucking fixes it. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, you learn some shit and you fucking come out stronger for it. Yeah, he's afraid to learn. Right. He's afraid to fucking, yeah. It does take a little bit of risk of thrones. Risk of thrones. Risk of thrones. Ha-ha. <laughs> he, he, this guy, he is the the artist for several of my favorite punk bands, and okay. so I already knew and enjoyed these punk bands before I met him. And then when I met him, and I went to his classroom, I was like, "Why do you have, why do you have Descendants posters all over your classroom?" And he was like, "Oh, I I uh, came up with their their uh, logo, their mascot." <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "Yeah, I do all their album art." What? Okay, <laughs> that's well, awesome, out, friend. Yeah, no. And he's he's even he's always offering me like because I'll bring up and I'm like, hey, you probably don't know anything about it, but like, do you ever do anything with like John Snodgrass or Drag, Drag the River? And he'll be like, oh yeah, I designed their banner for their tour right now. They're going to be in SAC in two weeks. Do you want tickets? Yes, perfect. So like that, for those reasons, like that as a person, I love him. He's awesome. <laughs> as, a, as a coworker, he's the worst. Well, he's got a classic case of, uh, I don't have to do this, and I'm going to get somebody else to do this, and it's you. Yep. <laughs> but yes, you also sir. have that, too. I don't have to do this, I'm going to get somebody else to do this, and it's you. And it's yeah. back and forth. Exactly. But now they're pushing, they're like, now pushing for me to, in a year, do the set for next year's show. Oh. Without a pay raise? They have not mentioned anything about money. That's unfortunate. Just will you do it? And so my answer is going to be no. Yeah. At first, just no. Not even like if you pay me, just be like, ah, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll start there. I don't know. It'll, 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 we'll see. There's nothing at SCT that I want to do. So that will make it easier on me. Mm -hmm. What about showbiz? I don't know what their season is. They'd have to tell anyone. You won't, you won't know for a while. Yeah. You won't know until it's already halfway through. But they, oh my God. but they apparently already have it because I tried to take the August show and it was already taken. Or that was just something that he was saying. Yeah. I, either is like either is just as likely. Either way, it worked out fine because that show, uh, the rights got rescinded for, for uh, yeah, non-professional use, which sucks. That's okay. That's okay. Wait, Salem B. There's a show that called Once the Musical that uh, I it's that's I have to do that show before I die, and I I had all the pieces in place to do that show at Showbiz next August. Okay. And they were almost going to say yes, and then right when they were almost going to say yes, the company that owns the rights to it rescinded all rights for non-professional companies. Oh, I see. Which means it's going on tour or something like that. So it's going to be another year or two before it's back out. But yeah, so that was my that was my big letdown where I was pushing for that. I've got binders full of notes on everything that's going to happen for that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> someday it'll happen, and I will star in it and direct it, and it'll it'll be great. Someday. There are no real shows like that for me. Like, everyone's always asking, like, oh, what's your dream role? What's, you know, like, I never really, like, connected with anything. And part of it, too, is, like, I've got to play a lot of the roles that would be a dream role for a person of my size and stature, you know, and, and like, age range. 
like I played King Herod. I was the, you know, in uh, Man of La Mancha, I was the governor slash uh, innkeeper. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had some really meaty roles. I was in uh, Laramie Project. You know, but but like there are none that like I'm like I need to do that. Like, but I I get it, I get the feeling for that, but I just never found one. Like this show, like Dead Man, Jenny was like I need to do this show. You know cool. what I mean? She read it and was like I fucking you know I connect with this show and I was like okay, like I appreciate that. I never had that happen to me before. Yeah. For me, for me, once is more than a theatrical thing. Mm-hmm. So I I have owned a guitar since I was 11. Okay. I didn't learn how to play it until high school, about halfway through high school. And so I kind of played guitar a little bit. And then when I discovered the music of this guy named Glenn Hansard, I Uh loved it so much and got so immersed in it that I became a guitar player instead of someone who can play guitar. Okay. And then they came out with this movie called Once, where he starred in it. And and blah, blah, blah. And it was a really cool story and a really cool movie that won an Oscar for Best Original Score. And um, then that became a musical. And so for me, to this day, Glenn Hansard is the epitome of music. And that story is the epitome of the epitome of his talent. Huh. So for me, it far outweighs anything theatrical. I don't... There, there are other things that I care about theatrically, but it's once is something an else. homage. Yeah, once yeah. is is, is a mm. totally different animal from like, oh, I need a dream role. It's no, I need to do once. That's fair, and I support you doing it. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zach, Zach, what's your dream show? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I would die if I had to get on stage and act. Like, I would literally, like, just have a heart attack and die. What? Now, I, now okay. Let's talk about that for just one second. You talk yeah. to people every I know. day. People I are ne- looking at yeah. you every day. What is the difference about if you're up on stage with a transom or not? I've just, I've just never been into, like, uh, you know, drama, acting, that type of stuff. I agree it's kind of silly, um, you know, because I do have to... <laughs> Pretty much talk to strangers every day and give them advice right. on their health and, you know, sometimes, like, really serious medical issues and stuff. But, I mean, I don't know. It just, the, the thought of that just fills me with anxiety and dread. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So, Zach, Zach used to be a part of this thing that we would do once a year here in town where um, our friend Matt is a, a stand-up comedian. And once a year, he would come to town and we would put on a charity uh, stand-up show where we would collect donations or whatever and and put on a stand-up show. Okay. And Zach, Zach would help us with that. So, Zach, what would have happened if we had pulled you on stage for some bit? <laughs> oh, man. It, it probably depends on the bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> probably would have been beat red the whole time. Um, if I knew ahead of time, I probably could have probably, probably could have done it fine, but I would have been definitely beat red the whole time. <laughs> See, I have this, and this is this is the beauty of acting, is, is that uh, I have never and will never and cannot ever go on stage literally as me. 
So even Why the times not? that I go on stage and I'm like, hey, it's me, CJ Martin. I'm a caricature of myself because that's the only way I can do it. I see. If I, if I go out on stage and I'm like, hey, man, it's me, then I will be beat red and not talk much and kind of go, uh, uh, and then run away. Whereas, like, when you and Jenny hated me, that <laughs> that's, that's the caricature I put on every single time I go on stage. We, we didn't hate you. We, we just had our own thoughts about what kind yeah. of a person you were. <laughs> so, Zach, there's a show that we did years ago called Forbidden Broadway where we were basically, we were supposed to be ourselves. Okay. We, we all go on stage and we're this person, this person, and we're going through and doing the different songs and stuff. But we were told, like, oh, yeah, come up with who the character of CJ is, the, the character of Thomas, the character of whatever. And I chose the character that I always do when I go on stage like that, which is, like, smarmy, egotistical asshole. Oh, okay. And apparently, yeah, like, I'm better than you. Yeah. I'm better oh. than you is, is, the, is the biggest thing that I always went with. I'm better than you. I'm better than this. I'm better than everything. And apparently it worked real well. Because uh, my now friend James and his wife came and saw that show and came away from that show going, that guy's like an egotistical asshole that I don't really want to know. <laughs> but like also like really talented and like deserves to be like he knows that he can sing and he's probably got perfect pitch and he like he knows it. He absolutely knows it. Like that's that's what we came away with. Yeah. Yeah. Which was my character. Oh, so it worked. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, so add that to the fact that, like, in 39 Steps, the first time that I ever met you, you're up in the booth, and you played a song, and you were like, this is called Lament of the Mother of God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right? So I'm like, oh, this guy knows music. This guy knows his shit. Like, don't fuck with him at all. (laughs) I forgot about that part, too. Yeah. Yeah. I spent a lot of time on 39 Steps. I spent a lot of time and energy on that show. So did I. It was a long time ago. Yeah. That was when I spent more time on that than I did on Pink Panther, which happened, I think, just before it. And I have an Ellie Award for Pink Panther (laughs) for doing similar work, but less of it. Yeah. (laughs) Which kind of, that's one of those things where you're like, okay, these awards are a little silly. They are, and I don't know what they judge. For the Ellie's, they judge a lot. They judge a hell of a lot. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, like, they don't consistently judge the same things. Correct. Right? Like, it's all subjective, and it's all depending on fucking the mood of the Ellie judge that night. Exactly. Yeah. So, Zach, there's this thing called the Sacramento Area Regional Theater Alliance. Sartas, as it Sarta. were. And they come and judge okay. every every show that is eligible within 60 miles of the center of Sacramento. And then once a year, they have an awards night where they, you could get nominated for what is called an Ellie Award. And okay. uh, there's like a top four in like sound design of a play, sound design of a musical, best lead actor in a comedy, stuff like that. And uh, oh, okay. it's like, like an Oscars or that kind of thing. And, and you can win. <laughs> We were we were talking about that specifically with Dead Man for for you and the work that you've done. Like, would would you can still would you still consider it set design? I mean, obviously, yes, you would. You're the set designer, but like, it's more of like a special effects, really. The projections. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's there. This is a weird 
gray area that probably within the next 10 years will yeah, uh, we'll end up difference. as two separate jobs. Yeah. Because they're both big jobs. And now in Dead Man, it's not that big, but because but it could be. It could be. Exactly. And yeah. So that, that that's where that comes in, where that, as of now, is part of the set design, but in general, is should be its own category. Mm. Right. Would it just be projections then, or what would the category be? I would, I like would say other effects too, special effects. But then again, then special you effects. then you run into um, what about pyrotechnics? Pyrotechnics, you run into props, right? Because some right, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of gray area there that they're gonna need to figure out because for right now, projections doesn't necessarily fall into the the set designer. Right, but it doesn't have its own thing, and it's, mm-hmm. it's otherwise not getting recognized. And it's not getting paid for because that's not built into the budget. Oh, <laughs> right. So right. I'm being paid for set design. I didn't do that that much as far as set design, so it makes sense that all the projections that I created or found would work. Are under the, yeah. 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 It's part of the set design. I paid money for those. I better. <laughs> the The falling paper one. I think yeah, I, I think I bought that for ten dollars. Only on paper. Is that part of your one of your current plays? It's for Dead Man's Cell Phone. Yeah, there, there's this oh, point okay. where there's the script actually calls for it. Literally, falling rain, paper rain. Yeah, literally, paper falls from the ceiling. So I also have a projection of paper falling that goes with it, and it just it was to the point where I was like, you know what, this is pretty perfect, and I'm not going to go through all the rigmarole of like stealing it i'm just gonna pay the ten dollars because there's there's plenty of ways to do that i do that all the time that's most of how i do set or sound design is i steal sound effects (laughs) (laughs) i mean that counts that's design right yeah the the sounds exist well i designed them i put them into place and i put them at the Right. right volume and stuff yeah, I go to YouTube most often for my Have you ever sound heard of the Audium? No. Okay. It was this, this I want to call it a, a stage. It was an experience, we'll say. It was in San Francisco, and it was this dome. And it had um, 170 to 200 uh, speakers, working speakers around it. And you would sit, the conductor would sit in the middle, and the audience would sit around, like in just regular like rows of, of theater chairs. And the lights would go completely black. There's glow tape on the aisle in case you, you get fucked up and you have to leave. Um, but the, the sound conductor would like conduct this sound experience, you know? And like, so like sound moves across these speakers. Like there was a parade, hmm. you know, that if you, that just, you know, you're hearing the sound of a parade. And like what happens is without the visual stimuli, you, you know, it's pitch black. Your, your, your mind can't help but like cause these things to, to, to show up in your eyes. These things that you're hearing, you start to see. Okay. And it's, it's a really, really weird fucking experience, right? In fact, he – so the, the time that I went, I went twice. Uh, one of the times that I went, the conductor, like it got away from him a little bit. And the sound became really fucking intense, and I got real nauseous and like I almost puked, and I was real dizzy. Oh my like, god! <laughs> you know, yeah. And and when like afterwards he apologized, he was like, "Listen, guys, like I'm I'm really sorry." He's like, "That got 
that got really intense there for a second. He's like, sometimes you just have to roll with these things. You can't stop them abruptly. You know, he's like, so he's like, I tried my best to, to turn it down as soon as that happened. He's like, so, but some of you who are sensitive, you know, I, I'm, I'm very sorry. And I was one of those people. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is some bullshit. But like, otherwise, like it was like a hallucinatory experience just caused by sound. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know if it's still uh, functional, still in operation. The Audium. The Audium. Yeah, San Francisco on Franklin Street, I believe. Looks like where your it was. site is down. Is your site down? Oh, uh, here it is. Sound Sculptured Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, they're still going. Dude, really? I want to go and see this shit right fucking now. Showtime's in contact. All right, what do we got? Saturdays? Friday and Saturday at 8.30. <laughs> wow. Man, <laughs> things don't change. I bet it's the same dude, too. Bush Street. Yeah. Ah, damn it. Private performance inquiries you can ask about. Oh, wow. Well, according to Wikipedia, it's been going on weekly since 1967. Wow. Yep. Yep. Sounds about right. It's definitely worth like checking out i would fucking hey you guys want to go to the city one day maybe it's always a huge hassle it's always a huge hassle yeah. it's <laughs> never ever the thing that you think it's going to be and it's always exhausting and then you've got to drive home yeah when you're exhausted well and then cj's got the kid i got the kid <laughs> yeah that's true that's right yeah, in general, I don't. Yeah, you, that's Me right. <laughs> Zach, you want to go to the city? <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't have a kid to worry about. So yeah. The last time I actually like, I think literally the last time I just went to the city and didn't think about anything was back when my wife and I were first dating. Okay. So this was what? 2015, January of 2015. <clears throat> I thought you were about to say 20 years ago, and I was like, hang on. No. <laughs> That's not correct. No, we've only been dating for, dating, we're married now, but we've only <laughs> been together for a little over three years. But yeah, we, we, we went, and we just we just kind of went. I wanted to take her to, you guys ever been to the Japanese baths? No. no. It's the ruins now of the Japanese baths, but it used to be this place where there were a bunch of like baths that dealt that like you went and sat in the salt water, I guess. I don't know. It was like a hot springs, but nothing was hot and it all dealt okay, with the tides sure, and stuff sure. like that. But now there's no building there and you just kind of walk along the foundation of it. And, uh, it's romantic, yeah, creepy. romantic and creepy. Yeah. So we went romantic. We went there, and then we walked around Golden Gate Park at night, and then we went home. Back in the good old days. That was the days. last time we went to the city? Uh, well, then we tried to go to the city another time to go to a musical that we had tickets to, and we could not get there slash find parking in time, and so it was a very, it was not a nice time. Ah, uh, yeah. Because we just had to turn around and go home. Yeah. Defeated, sad. Yeah. Yeah, it was not a good night. She had won the tickets, and then we couldn't actually ah, watch the show. We've been there. Yeah. There's this place that we found something fish shack. Hmm. Somebody's fish shack. Joe's fish shack. No, not Joe's. Joe's crab shack. It's a 
like Steve's or something. Somebody's fish shack, and they have this this uh, crab bisque that is now that I'm talking about it making my mouth water. Huh. They serve it <laughs> in a bread bowl or not, and I it's the most amazing soup that you'll ever have. Huh. That and then we found uh, uh, flying ninja sushi it was also pretty good. Do you guys yeah. do sushi? You do sushi. Yeah, I know you do sushi. Zach, Zach do sushi? sushi. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Joe's Crab Shack was another. That was a that was a birthday for my wife. I surprised her by we went there. Oh yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice time. I have a birthday coming up. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Her, she your, has a show. Your wife's birthday is coming up. It's during the show. No, mine is. Oh, yours is. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been thinking about it. When is it's yours? Just kind of a blah birthday. It's 33, so I'm like, huh. eh, you know, fucking doesn't matter. I'm old. I'm old as shit. The next one that I'll really celebrate is 40, and then I'll fucking probably cry. <laughs> See, I don't do. I don't. I just don't do the birthdays. And yeah, I'm, right. Like it's just another day. I'm gonna call my mom yeah. and say, "Hey, thanks." You know. Basically, yeah. Out of you. And this has been for <laughs> years. I don't do it. I don't care if anyone knows. I'd like it if they didn't know. And you've been right. like that. A long time. So. Yeah, no, yeah. It's basically since I turned 18. Because it doesn't matter in anything. It's just like a needless, like, hey, you know. Exactly. Like, I'm going to start being like, ah, I graduated high school on this day. This is the day I graduated. This is my graduate day. Yeah. No birthday, graduate day, right? I did something on this day. Let me celebrate this thing. I was born. I had no control over that. It's, yeah, exactly. Luckily, yeah. luckily, I am married to a woman who... Um, appreciates excuse me appreciates that excellent and so she she i'm like i don't want to like i'll do something with the two of us that's fine but right thank you we don't need to do a thing right and and she's fine with that and that's great to the point that i haven't even been thinking about it yeah. i was gonna ask you fellas for suggestions but i see that's fucking bad news no i don't <laughs> think i don't think anything's gonna happen there because i think i think zach is also kind of in the same boat of like eh, it's just yeah, it's, a, it's another day. Yeah, it's another day. I've yeah. forgotten plenty of times. I've spent plenty of birthdays in very mundane situations. I've never so like at work when people are like, "Oh, we gotta we gotta do something for your birthday," and I'm like, "No," but there are fucking some people who are like, "No, this is my birthday." Yeah, like the quiet people who like don't you know? Some people are like, "This is my shit." Like, how dare you fucking do anything on my? You know? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> how is that your thing? I don't understand. Yeah, no, I, hey, the the day I stopped doing that kind of thing about a birthday was, it was my 19th birthday. Okay, I turned, that's fair. I turned 19, and my mom, it's when I lived up in Sonora, and my mom for my birthday wanted to, like, take me to Yosemite for a day or two. And you were just like, nah. Well, no, 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 shoot, so we did that, and, but I had to finagle things at work so other people could... Um, cover my shifts when I worked at Roundtable, and so then the week after that, when the work schedule came out, I was not scheduled to work very much. <laughs> it's a fun, yeah, and, no. and so I asked the owner. I was like, "Hey, man, like, what's going on?" Because he didn't do that out of the blue. He always did that for a reason. Yeah, and, show you to mm-hmm. teach you a lesson. And he was like, "Well, you know, you didn't want to work those two days, so it didn't seem like it was too important to you to work here." And so I. As a knee-jerk reaction went, well, it was my birthday, and my mom wanted to, like, take me to do something. 
and he felt bad and like, <laughs> like stopped Aha, that. Touche, you bastard. But I felt, you didn't ask first. Yeah, but I felt so dirty. I felt so dirty saying, "Well, it was my birthday." As a nineteen-year-old, yeah, yeah, I get it. But but also that was a dirty pool that that dude played. Like, oh you, yeah, absolutely. You fucking countered and you bluffed. So like, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You could have just as easily been a man and been like, "All right." Well, I'm ready to work whenever you want me to. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't in the <laughs> wrong for, for how I did it, but I still yeah. didn't like it. It just felt wrong. So I was like, you know, right. I'm just, I just, this isn't something that other people are going to know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't lie. At least you were like, well, my mom had cancer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I literally told her the truth. Like, yeah, it was my, yeah. it was my birthday. My mom took me to Yosemite. Sorry about that. But yeah, and she didn't give me a choice, and she's my mom still. You know, like yeah, fucking yeah. you bastard. No, I could have waited till I had a day off. Be like, yeah, let's not go this day. Let's go another day. But it's <laughs> yeah. So ever since then, but yeah, it's just I don't I don't care. I, don't, I turned twenty one, <laughs> and and I I went out with one friend. And it was a great night, except for the part where my girlfriend at the time uh, got real mad about something. I still don't fully understand do it. I was I was real drunk. <laughs> I was real drunk by the time she showed up. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's what she was mad about. I think it was. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I still don't understand. It's in the past. No what happened? <laughs> yeah, me and there. She gets there ancient and history. On her shoes and say, "Why are you fucking being so mad?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just remember running through the parking lot in my shitty like one dollar old navy flip flops. Like, hey, where are you driving to? Come back. <laughs> no, no. Don't leave. Yeah. No, that was a good one. Yeah, but no, ever what, since okay. then, I don't care. What's your best story of, no, don't leave? <laughs> like, what? Like, okay. One time I met when I was in Chicago. I had been there probably two days. And I was walking in this park. And the way that I traveled to Chicago at the time was I used to, tra- I used to take about a half an ounce of weed with me. Uh, to Chicago and not just take, I wouldn't take all of it, you know, around the streets with me, but I would take enough. Like I would take a joint or I would take a little bit of weed, you know, and you'd meet smokers. Like when you're walking, you're like, Hey, do you smoke weed? All right, sweet. Like, let's hang out. Like I, you know, I have some weed from California and people are like, oh, Ooh, mm-hmm. right. So, <laughs> so I, I met this girl, you know, and we like, she took me back up to her apartment and we were talking and then, uh, we left her apartment, you know, we, we smoked and we left her apartment and we were walking back in the park. And I, I, something happened, and I thought it was appropriate to tell her this story uh, that my, my pappy used to tell us. Uh, he, was a, he was my great-grandpa, right? So, so what pappy used to do when they were kids, he said, was they would... And, and now I see this is totally you know inappropriate and, and fucking probably terrifying to this girl because she ran away from me screaming almost. Not <laughs> screaming, but she was just like, no more talking... And like fast walks, you're like, get the fuck away from me, right? But so this the fucking <laughs> <laughs> what what Pappy used to do was he grew up in like Texas, right? So he, they used to tie a string around two cats' tails and throw them over a clothesline, is what he said. <laughs> right, it's fucked up, right? It's completely fucked up. But he said, and you know, he said that the cats would each think that the other one was pulling their tail, and so they would kill each other. Or they would fight each other trying to, you know, trying to get away, but trying to also fucking, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, she ran away from me in the park. 
And I was like, no, like I didn't do this. Like I, but, but fully, that was a hard lesson learned then from then on. Like, that's not a thing that you tell people. Right. You just meet. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> like I probably, if I played my cards right, I probably could have gotten laid then, but instead I scared this girl to the point that she had to <laughs> run away in a park. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think for me it's the twenty first birthday, and I'm pretty sure now. Now I'm thinking about it more. I remember that the thing she was mad about was that I had learned that night because it was my first time really in a bar. It was not actually, but it was really my first time like not being scared in a bar. Right. Yeah. Um, I had learned that you can a flirt with people and b tell them it's your birthday to get a free drink. <laughs> <laughs> So she shows up and she's ready to like have a nice time with me. And instead I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. And I'm going off to all these different groups of people and either flirting or telling them that it's my birthday to get free drinks. And so eventually she's like, well, fuck this. I'm going to leave. I don't, this is stupid. I don't need to be here for this. <laughs> oh man. Do you still talk to I- her? Uh, ooh, the, we we can come back to that. Zach, do you have a story on it? No, I was just. I thought I thought you guys were all all good. I was uh, I was gonna say that I I can't think of anything like like uh, your guys' stories. Oh, I, I as as always, I've I've lived a much <laughs> sheltered sheltered and less exciting life than you two. Those are the wrong words for tamer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're just waiting. When you're like, 50, oh, waiting, you're gonna no. like yeah, you're going to bust out when you're 50 and you're going to try some freaking LSD <laughs> that even still exists by then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can see this. I can see this. Yeah. Thank you for having faith on me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in general, in general, no, I do, I do not talk to her anymore, but uh, I just heard from her this weekend in a weird way that I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna respond, I don't think. But, um, I found out on Saturday, Saturday night? Yeah. That was a night that existed. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what night it was. (laughs) No, I found out on Saturday night that the guy, the, the, the person who's, who's basically has been my mentor, it died. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. My high school, my high school drama teacher, who I have continued talking to for all of my adult life, found out. What was he, the cause? A cancer that he never told anyone about. We know he had a, a different oh, problems. Wow. Like he, he was old. He was in his eighties. It wasn't, you know, it's, like yeah, it's not super surprising, but still, that's rough. Yeah. So it was very sad. So that's what why was his, name? his name was David Matroni. Matroni. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I found out about two minutes to curtain at the high school musical that he had died. I was like, oh my oh, god, this is super. Man, you can't even pour out some liquor there. You're right. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so I um, got the show started and then just like cried for two hours and wrote him a note, and then came home. Had met Matt, or not Matt, but Brian and Zach and, and our friends. 
and Brian's girlfriend over. And then that's why I thought the next day I thought I was either hungover or sad because I kept crying and throwing up. And I was like, well, this had And that, it, it actually sounds like you, you might have been pregnant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know for sure. But um, <laughs> the world may never know. <laughs> but yeah, I heard I heard from from that girlfriend for the first time in years, just like, "Hey, I heard about it. I'm so sorry." And I was like, "I don't, there's, I don't need to talk to you about this. I'm, I'm glad you're reaching out, but there's." I fucking hate Facebook and shit for that very reason. It was a text. <laughs> See, I don't have all that stuff. It was a text, but it was still no. Just... But she found out through Facebook. She, I, I guarantee you, she did. Yeah. You didn't text her like, oh, man, so-and-so died. And she's like, oh, blah, blah. This is so sad. You know, she's like, Facebook tells her, you know, and yeah. Exactly. God damn you, Zuckerberg. I know. (laughs) That's why I don't give him the power. He he has no power. I even went in and I deleted my fake Facebook account after the congressional hearings. Hey, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Oh, I I didn't even know that you saw still had a fake one. I I had a fake one where my name was what's that famous football player Tom Brady. My name was Thomas Brady. Oh my god! <laughs> I had no pictures, no friends, no anything. It was just easier yeah. to like follow links and stuff. Yeah, but after when the, you yeah when you're signed in yeah, but after the congressional hearings, it was like no, I'm I'm not even doing that part. Yeah, I've been on the fence since. Since then, I actually deleted the Facebook app off my phone, but I mean, I still have like Messenger and Instagram, so I still have Facebook products. Yeah, but. it's it, no, it's tough, and I understand that it's tough. But I, but I mean, listeners out there, just so you know, you are not helping anyone by deactivating. That's no not, delete. To, you know, yeah. if you're if you want to make a stand on anything, you have to delete it. You cannot deactivate it. Deactivate doesn't do shit. It doesn't do anything. I somehow reactivated. My brother was like, oh, yeah, you've been fucking active. And I was like, excuse me? And then yeah. I signed in to check if I was had been active, and that fucking reactivated it. Yep. Whether or not I had been doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. You know? It just moves you from, from the active world into just sort of this weird passive world that people don't really check. But you're still yeah. there. You're still in the world. Listen, let's bring it old school. Let's... Start training pigeons. Right. I'm all for this. I've always talked about and I've thought about, and if it weren't for the fact that I love iPhone technology, I would be there. I know. Once My thought was once I got married, I was going to get rid of my cell phone in general, and I would put a landline in my house. Get a fucking pigeon. Stop texting (laughs) me. Send me a pigeon. Give me a call. Dude, okay. You... Because you know the way that homing pigeons really work, right? Like, they go home, right? So, like, you you would have my pigeon. I have to and, take your and... pigeon from your house and take it to my house. Correct. And then Correct. you have to send me a similar pigeon that came from my house. Correct. Yeah. And anytime I wanted to send you a message, I would have to tie it to its leg. Can yeah. we do this, though? Is that allowed still as, I... a, as a form of messaging? I bet. Let's see. Homing pigeons. I'm sure it's... I mean... Probably allowed. I want to see. Like, I mean, like, if you, what you are the rules them? with falconry? Can you train a bird anywhere? Can you not? Bird law, as a to quote, bird law, please. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Charlie? When you Where the fuck is Charlie? I'm glad you got that reference, dude. I'm glad you got that reference. 
All right, I got homing pigeons for sale. How much are they? Oh. Yeah, right. That's a scam. You fucking buy it, it's going to go right back to the dude's house. You... $75, $75 each. That's I saw this really thing the cheap. other day. I've sold this homing pigeon 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, you can go down to 60 That seems yeah. really cheap for a live animal. Non yeah. Not only a live animal, a live fucking working animal. That Trained, yeah. That supposedly will work as a homing pigeon, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just going to go back to its home. You buy a regular pigeon and home it yourself. Homing there you it. Go. There you go. Make it a homing pigeon. Homing and fight. Homify it? Homify. <laughs> homo it. Homo Ooh. it. <laughs> no homo. Whitepigeonsales.com. Let's see. What do we got? Squeakers. <laughs> 10-day-old okay, cool. white homing pigeon squeakers. Oh, see, they're Excellent. 10 days old, so that, so you home so them you yourself. Them. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. okay. Okay. All right, let's see how much they cost. I, what, I have to download a zip file? That's not going to happen. Yeah, that's fishy. It's very fishy. I think you might have stumbled on some sort of child porn. Yeah. That's why I'm not <laughs> downloading anything. This, Don't download anything. This computer technically belongs to my school. Never a bird. It's never, ever just a bird. All right. We got a bird supply. It's, oh, it's America's oldest bird supply company. How much are pigeons? Tell me. Tell me how much pigeons are. are wait. Is it? Are they supplying you birds or are they supplying you stuff for birds? Both. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Because you get the bands and stuff for the pigeon legs. Right. I don't know. There's a, there's purposes. a place just outside Sonora that sells ducks and stuff like that, and I think they probably would sell ducks. homing pigeons. I mean, can maybe you do I'm, homing geese and ducks? Maybe. Yeah, I was just gonna say maybe I'm very ignorant of ducks, but what purpose would you have to buy a duck? Oh, I have no idea what the eggs. purpose is. I just know that you can buy them. Eggs. Oh, yeah, my cousin. Eggs. My cousin sells duck eggs. Is that right? Really. Yeah, he has a duck farm in Rhode Island, and he's—I mean, huh. farm. Farm is a generous term, from what I understand. <laughs> he he has an abundance of eggs to the point that he can't sell them fast enough, and he's done eating them for life. He will never ever eat another duck egg. Apparently, huh? Which Let's is a thing see here. Well, thank you for that information. <laughs> I don't Let's... know what I'll ever do with it, but you know—you'll eat a goddamn duck egg, Zach. Yeah. Well, now I kind of want to try one. I kind of do too. They're apparently pretty gamey, but pretty good. Pretty rich. Have so you ever I'm, had one? I keep finding pigeons for like anywhere from $20 to $40 each. Okay. So I, mean, I decided so to check fair price. Craigslist, and then Craigslist only had um, <laughs> pest control. Okay, they'll come a, and kill your pigeons. For yeah, that's, yeah. A different, that's a different service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway... So it looks like maybe we can uh, we can buy some pigeons. Our summer project is training some homing pigeons. Pigeons.biz. I kind of that, be curious to see what other just... animals we could do. Pigeons.biz? Yeah. <laughs> or wait, so are you saying we should get one for showbiz? Or are you saying that's where you looked up this information? Pigeons. I'm just on Google, biz. and one of the results was pigeons.biz. This guy says, I have about 200 good quality adult white homing pigeons for sale, $10 each. (laughs) I want to be be a fly on the wall when he was there realizing that that fucking 
web domain was free and available. Yeah, right? <laughs> He's like, I got all these fucking pigeons, man. I, I just wish I could sell them. Let me check. Expert advice on how to it's train a homing pigeon. Do you think I could get my, my work to communicate with me via homing pigeon? Dude, work to home is super easy. It's easier than friends to home. Because you're at work and you're at home. You yeah. Can, you know, just you bring pigeons in bird. and I'm like, hey guys, yeah, you've been sending me a lot of messages lately, so here's 14 pigeons. Dude, I bet you could get up on the roof without anyone even questioning why you were going up there. You could have a coop up there. Let's do this. You're probably right. <laughs> now I'm on how about selecting and caring Would, for a homing pigeon. At that point, though, is it still called a homing pigeon or is it called a schooling pigeon? Uh-oh. Now we got <laughs> so questions. So, right. While, while you guys are, have been looking that up, I've, I've been reading, and while um, people don't use these pigeons very much anymore, I guess, for messages, I guess... Pigeon racing is a thing. That's what I'm seeing a lot of is pigeons yeah. racing pigeons. That's legitimately interesting. So there are 15,000 registered lofts in the U.S. according to Wikipedia. Wow. Registered lofts for racing pigeons? Yeah, I guess. Damn. I guess there's an American racing pigeon union. <laughs> there's, this is a whole world. This is a whole world because I have... In similar results on Google Shopping, a pregnant triple rat, whatever that means, for $12. I've never even thought of it. The only thing I can think of is why they're so cheap is because you probably have pretty high turnover. Yeah. Well. By ones just being dumb and not coming back and like hawks and foxes. and Sure. Because they're they're out in the world. And I do have a hawk nest near my house, so this might be a bad idea. How <laughs> do you know that you have a hawk and you just see the hawks just chilling? I, I see and hear them, and I've gotten out the binoculars a couple of times and watched them hanging around their nest. There's there's some hawks nearby. I uh, There was a house where I used to live that had turkey vultures. Ooh, those, those suckers are mean. That shit was creepy. Yeah. You know, they're not like fucking... In the cartoon Jungle Book, what you want to do? I don't know what you want to do. They're they're not like that. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, I will fucking eat your soul. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of those up in the uh, like towards McCollum Hill and stuff, like up eighty eight. Yeah. There's a lot of them. You ever eaten one? No. Oh. What? <laughs> it's not. A, I mean, look. I personally, you're probably right. Like, you can't buy vulture in the store. I don't know why. I personally think that that's more fair. Like, I'm going to eat the fucking shit that's about to eat me first. Oh, that, like yeah, these yeah. Big fucking birds, you know. Oh, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Like, you know, chickens and whatever. Like, a chicken's not going to eat me. But, like, yeah, this fucking big bird is. I'm going to eat this shit. Although it's weird in general that we eat birds, if you really think about it. Yes. It's weird that we eat anything. I've often thought about that. Like, that, like, what? Okay. What do you think is the well, weirdest? Well, at least it has how much we eat it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, true. True. What? But what? So, like, as as far as aliens go, what is the weirdest thing that humans do? Like, if they're just sitting there watching. Like, I think the meat is probably it. Like, the packaging of meat at all is, is just, you know, it's insane when you really think about what's going on there. I think you're right. Everything that goes into it, because it seems, it seems more 
along the lines of logic that everyone would grow whatever meat they were going to eat. Yeah. Right. It's not weird to raise a bunch of chickens and have a cow and have two pigs and whatever. And just, this is just your life. And then when they die, you kind of butcher them up and you eat them. That's not as weird as a whole place somewhere else that grows all the cows and then butchers them at a different place. And then a different place packages them and then a different place ships them to all these stores, and then you drive to the store and buy pieces of the meat. Yeah, but the um, but the ownership of the of the whatever doesn't work on the scale of the dense population in the cities, right? People in New York and San Francisco can't just own a couple of cows and chickens. Well, cities are also wrong. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Wrong. Yeah, and weird. You know. But now, so what about, like, growing meat in a lab and having it not be real meat? Oh, that's super weird. Is it really? Oh, because they're, they're, they're going I'm down crazy paths. I'm interested to try paths. it, though. I'm interested to try it as well, but it's just, they're just going down all these crazy paths where they're just like, well, we have the DNA of a dinosaur, so we can make dinosaur steaks. Yes. Like, wait, what? Why are you, yes. why is this what you're doing? What? What do you mean, why? <laughs> no, Why? The reason why is to just to go, yes, now we do that. But so eventually what they're trying to go to is to like find the best steak. You just find whatever the best steak is and then you genetically create that steak over and over and over and you replicate it forever. And then you don't need to kill cows anymore because you just have the best steak that you grow in a lab. Right. Which at that point won't be a lab. It'll be a factory. Correct. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird road. It's kind of, it is kind of weird to think about, but I mean, I don't know if you can eliminate the, like having to like kill like a living thing and just grow the meat. I think that's like a kind of a noble type of. No, that's fair. And then, and then at that point there just will be less cows. Yeah. Because we don't need that many cows. We don't need any cows. cows. Because eventually, yeah, because that's the only reason that there are so many cows right now is because we need them. Cows cause most of the problems in North America. Like a lot of pollution and stuff. Pollution, heart disease. There's there's a lot of problems that are caused by cows. Yeah, the, the, the cow farts have contributed more to the hole in the ozone layer than anything else. (laughs) <laughs> did you guys ever watch Ollie G the Ollie G show the original one on from HBO yes I that... don't think I ever have <laughs> it was Doesn't brilliant it's such it's it's such a shame that Sasha, Sasha Baron Cohen cannot do that kind of stuff anymore but it was brilliant it was so brilliant before is that still he, like on HBO I think so uh, I don't know about that it would be amazing if it was. I'm going to watch it right now. But there, So the brilliance of the Ali G was before anyone knew that his characters were joke characters. And so they just let him interview them as yeah. real. Yeah. Right? And so there's one episode where he's talking to Ralph Nader. And uh, Ralph Nader's talking about greenhouse gases and how cows are, you know, the worst cause of it. And, and Ali G is like, but don't they have – or no. He's like, but don't they have cows? And and Ralph Nader's like, well, yeah. And Ali G's like, but then why can't we use the cows? And Ralph Nader goes, well, you know, they they have a hard time putting a box over the asshole. <laughs> yeah. Cut to another fucking scene. That was the brilliant thing about Sasha Baron Cohen that he cannot do anymore because he's too well known. Right. Is yeah. that people know him now. With, yeah. with all of these characters, 
it was just him in these interviews giving people enough rope to hang themselves with times and 108. They and they and would they just did. They, would, they did. They would just hang themselves over and over and over again. Like even yeah. as Borat, like as Borat, he would be talking to people and being like something like, "Oh, back in my country, we um, we hang everybody who is even maybe going to be a terrorist. We don't yeah. we don't stand for terrorists. If it's even possible yeah, that you'll be a terrorist, we're going to hang you." don't you think you should do that? And they'd be like, no, no, no. And then like two to three minutes more of conversation would go on and they'd be like, yeah, we should hang every single person who might even possibly be a terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> or, or when he randomly would show pictures of some dude schlong to his, some lady and be like, yeah, this is my son. My son's crumb. Yeah. It's Borat, you know, fucking fantastic. <laughs> That was the brilliant thing. And unfortunately, it was just taken over by, and this goes back to my counterculture thing, where this all should have been part of a counterculture. But instead, everyone started saying my wife left and right. Yeah. Because they thought it was funny that he wanted to marry Pamela Anderson. And they weren't really looking at the entire thing that was going on. See, and that's the thing. Like, it, it became too much. Like, Bruno should not have been made. No, I shouldn't. And I think he kind of knew that. You know, he did. He did. But, I mean, and that's why he stopped afterwards. Yeah. That's why, that you know, that's why he's only doing other stuff, like bit parts. Like yeah. uh, Ricky Bobby and uh, Sweeney Todd. You know. Because yeah. he's, he's good at those things. He's great. You know, but he, he also takes it a little too far. And also, everybody knows him now. Exactly. Yeah, you know, that's the only way that that shit worked because it was really, really outlandish. Like, and so the balls, the balls that it takes to go to Oklahoma as gay Bruno, and fucking you know talk to the the football players on fucking Oklahoma you know college like, like it's the cojones on that dudes are just insane. Like, I can't imagine having those balls to do that sort of thing. Oh yeah. You know? and, and to stick with your character the entire time, even when you're confronted yeah. as hard as he was. Dude, he was wrestled. He was yeah. physically wrestled to the ground, and he just kept coming. Yeah. He just kept bringing it back. I guess that was Borat. That wasn't Bruno. But yeah. No, no either way, I mean, it's all Sasha Valley. Baron Cohen. I, I, yeah. yeah. It's all it's all him. Yeah, it's all yes. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing good work. I feel like people like that, though, have a hard time turning it off in real life. I would agree. You know? It's like I just watched I watched Tropic Thunder over again today because we've been oh, sick, Lord. so we haven't been uh, <laughs> we haven't been doing I watched much. It again not too long ago, yeah. But we just watched Tropic Thunder over again, and so it's like the Robert Downey Jr. character where he has yeah. to go so deep into the role that not yeah. only can he not turn it off, but even when he sees the place where he should turn it off, he still cannot turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> the dude oh, disguised like the dude that's playing another dude. Yeah. Oh man, it's one of my favorite movies. I gotta tell you, that movie still holds up. It's yeah. still it does. for now. Good. We'll see if it in the next twenty years, but it does for now. Yeah, yeah, we'll it's see when we're old. old right now. But I know. I just, I just seen that the other day because me and my brother were talking about, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and when he started to become an, you know, kind of a well-known actor again, and so well, that, we were looking yeah. up that in Iron Man, and when that was when he, yeah, uh, was, when he actually finally cleaned up for the for the actual time. Yeah. Right. 
So my Final mother, time, my mother, who does not like substance abuse in any way, she hates everything about substance abuse. Hates Robert Downey Jr. But he's not uh, substance abuse anymore. Not he's, anymore. But she clean. comes from you know she's a generation before us, and she hates the fact that all these different movies and different things had to sort of prop him up in order. To, like she'll never watch the Charlie Chaplin movie. Ah, oh, because man. he relapsed like four times during the filming of that movie. That's fair. And the movie came out probably two years later than it should have because they couldn't get their star to film it. Yeah. And she just doesn't have the time for that. She's like, no, he's just a weak person who's an addict and I don't like addicts. So around the time of Tropic Thunder was when Robert Downey Jr. was finally like, no, 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 I'm, I'm clean, I'm good. And he still is, even though he plays, which can be tough because he plays Tony Stark, who's a total... Alcoholic, yeah, very exactly. Yeah, yeah, even just playing that character, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, so May 9th, I can watch Black Panther on my Fire TV. Oh, yeah, which means starting May 10th, I can go watch Avengers. Oh, man, I've heard it's good, but I haven't Black Panther is all you need. Black Panther is yeah. good, yeah. I'm caught up. I'm caught up once I see Black Panther and my wife is interested in going to see Avengers with me and nice. it'll be the first movie I've seen in theaters in years. I need to see Ant-Man and Age of Ultron and Spider-Man <laughs> and Black Panther. And, and Thor Ragnarok. And Thor Ragnarok, correct. Correct. Haven't seen that one either. Those are all. Those are good. all pretty good. They're yeah. all really good movies. Yeah, I know they are. I know they are. I'm hoping that that this next one, this Infinity War, stays in theaters for a while. I think it oh, will. Sure, I'm will. pretty sure I could go there tomorrow. Are a lot of, like big movies coming out. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I could go tomorrow and see Black Panther. I think it's still in theaters. Yeah. So that's but but at this point, it's like well. I've watched everything on my little TV at home. I might as well watch Black Panther at home too. And then I can. Because <laughs> Infinity War is the big, it's the big culmination. Yeah. Right. I thought it was the final one, but there's a couple after, right? There's two. Oh, there, of course they're going to keep going. There's yeah. at least another Avengers movie. There's another. Until I they stop which... making money, they're they're just going to yeah. continue bringing new characters in and making new movies. Yeah. Well, now they're buying uh, Fox, so they're going to get the uh, the X Men and all that. And they can also start saying mutant. Yeah. Oh, hey. So they'll start. A... They, they can start throwing those in and yeah. extend it more. That's a step forward. They legally have not been able to say mutant in any of the Marvel movies so far. Yeah, because they haven't owned the like rights to the word mutant. Like yeah. That. Fox has owned the rights to Mutant by owning X-Men. That's bullshit. It is. It's funny because uh, since we're talking about this, I just saw I just saw something earlier on Reddit, something along the lines of when Sony got the original Spider-Man rights, um, Marvel was actually offering them the rights for all of their um, hero, like superheroes, but Sony thought that Spider-Man was the only one that could make money. Really? That's the only <laughs> one that yeah. Ha ha, take that shit. Yeah, seriously. Wow. By the way, so even though every Thor movie has been my least favorite Thor movie, this is for James Key. 
Thor Ragnarok is in my top five Marvel movies now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's it's really good. It's so Does it have more but, than just Hulk and Thor? It's Hulk. It's only Hulk yeah. and Thor, but there's also Jeff Goldblum, and okay. I mean, he's awesome. I mean, and and there's you know there's Loki and stuff. There's all the Thor people, yeah. right? But it's it's in the top five for me on Marvel movies. Easy. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, and, I'm, and gonna, the, I'm gonna have to check that out. One of the funniest parts of the movie is that the Ragnarok part is like it's such an incidental side story that no one really cares about. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about Ragnarok. It's about everything else. Yeah. There's <laughs> like a point where they go where he was when the movie starts. But no, no, no. The Ragnarok is towards the end, but there's a point where they're like, "Oh shit." Well, I guess like we can just fix this if we let Ragnarok happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, that's, and that's Ragnarok. Let's that's pretty let much it. Yeah. happen and erase it. It's yeah. fine. And then yeah. leave. <laughs> And there's a super funny golem character who's like made of rocks or something. Oh my god, yeah. he is the best. He's the oh un- he's god. like the super understated thing. But yeah. but there's this thing that you wouldn't think would be it, but like the core of the movie is this beautiful relationship with, between Thor and Hulk. That's actually like a really good relationship. It's See, really I mean that's, just, that's, that's a really good movie. Yeah. yeah. See, and I know this. I, I just—it's not on any platform that I have, right? Like I don't. Yeah. I, I should. I should get the the Blu-ray realistically, um, but I, you know, I don't. <laughs> well, I just—I I bought them. This, this is what I do now. I just buy them on Prime Video. Yeah, viewing party at CJ's house. Yeah, <laughs> anytime you want, you can come on by and watch it. Exactly. We should do that. Yeah, we should absolutely do that. Yeah. I can't remember. Movie. Are you guys Harry Potters or no? Yes. Yes. Okay, there's a game that's out now on iOS that I just downloaded. Oh. Jenny has been playing it now for a week. She said it's amazing. What's it called? I'm in the App Store. Uh, Harry Potter and... Hold on. Hogwarts Mystery? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay. It's professed. It, it just auto-inserted it for me. Excellent. And it's it's worth uh, downloading, or because it's on Jenny Android, do so. I just check? Jenny says that it's, she like had high nothing but uh, but high praise for this game, and told me that I should download it, that I would enjoy oh. it, and that there's parts that you can share with other folks. Okay. So yeah, hmm. I'm gonna. I just I just downloaded it today. Have not actually played it at all, so I can't advocate for it. But I can say that Jenny endorses it 100. Oh, okay. I just I'll, downloaded I'll it right. myself. It's by Port. Uh, me too. Yeah, and it's free. And I'm sure there's yeah. a, a point in it where you can pay for shit. But uh, yeah, and yeah, Google's already like warning me of those in-app purchases. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but we'll see. 